is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host, Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Jensen, the beautiful and majestic Dean Jackson, joined by... Mr. Anderson and Beyond, and this week, Mr. Music, Alan Weinstein. Mr. Music. Well, Mr. Music, once again, we have a returning unofficial sponsor. This time they said, music, well, shit, music and Spindrift go together. So once again, back by popular demand, Spindrift... Pineapple, and you know the tagline. Yeah, that's it. Let's listen for that refreshing, crisp pop like Stone Cold popping into a beer. Uh, Refreshing ASMR. Let's go in for a sip. Yep, that is it. All pineapple, just a bit of water. All right, Alan, well, we're going to, we, we cracked my top 26 uh, songs to make you feel shit, so let's, or move into your list. So I was able to stick to the task a little bit better, and I actually did 25, although I'm sure we could do 100, but I was able to whittle it down to 25. Um, there'll be some crossover artists, I think we had a couple crossover artists, but definitely no crossover songs. Um, I will um, just close the fact that you did send me your list, and I still haven't managed to get together to listen to any of them yet, So, um, but I will. Um, but I imagine that you will have heard some of my songs, um, and I'll just go ahead and get it started. And number 25 I have a band that a lot of people don't like um, but I I always thought they were okay I have Nickelback picture at number 25 Look I like at that this photograph absolutely it's one of those that just makes you when I hear it I feel nostalgic like obviously not for what he's saying but it does take me back to my days and it just makes me feel nostalgic so that's why it's at the, it, 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 number 25 on my list. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say about it or you want me to just go ahead and press on? Uh, look at this photograph. That's a, I think that um, I think by this time Ch- Chad had married Avril Lavigne and he cut off all of his rocker hair. Um, uh, Nickelback. I almost called him Creed. <laughs> Nickelback. Uh, really, really uh, interchangeable if you ask. But... I think by this phase in their life, everybody was kind of tired of their shit. I don't really have anything negative to say one way or the other about the song. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm a little surprised, but we can press on. All right. So coming in at 24 is uh, "Bout It, Bout It" by Master P. Oh my God! Wow, talk about a blast from the past. And this is one of those, and most of mine are probably going to be about about last from the past. I, you know, I didn't know we didn't set any parameters on like time frame, and so and there I'll should be, be no parameters with music. Music is is generational and it's forever. 
And then, to be honest with you, like, I'm still stuck, as we talk about, in a lot of 90s music and a lot of 80s music and stuff. So, um, so a fair amount of my list will probably still reflect that. But yeah, um, Bad About Master P is one of those, even though it's not what I would call lyrically a great song, it's one of those where the beat is driving and the chorus gets you hyped up and it gets my blood pumping. It's just one of those, you turn it on and you just feel, you know, hyped or hyphy Z40 would say. You just kind of get in that zone and that's that's why I uh, like that song. All right. Nothing wrong with that. So, moving along to number 23. And sorry, my list is a little out of order here. I've got Let's Ride by Richie Rich, which falls into kind of the same category as Doubt About It. It's one of those where when I hear the first chord and the first line, you just kind of get excited. It's upbeat. I, I like driving to it. It's, you know, again, lyrically, Richie Rich, you know, you can, I, I don't know if you're, you know, um, super big on him or not or, or super familiar with him but you know sometimes his lyrics can leave a little to be desired but the song itself the bass line hits the chorus hits and when you hear that let's ride throw your hands up let's ride everybody gets hyped and so that's it's just one of those that makes you feel good well the only Richie Rich that I know of unfortunately isn't a rapper he's a rich little white boy from comic books so uh-huh. I'm not uh, aware of this rapper he is a so he's a California rapper who was um, basically kind of one of the lead members of a group called 415 uh, or 415 I'm sorry for the area code for San Francisco in the late 80s very early 90s and then he went to jail for drug possession for like five years and then he came out and did his own he released like three or four solo albums in the late 90s he hasn't done anything probably since 2005, that which is when I think this song was big, or 2000, or something like that. So um, it's not like he's in the spotlight or that. But he's a good rapper for the most part. I think he's like his song. Doesn't check him out. So that, that's number 23. Moving on here, number 22. Here's a classic for you Jump Around by House of Pain. Hey, Jump Around. Another one of those that just, even though it's kind of, you know, as someone that, um, Grew up on rap music and really started to um, listen to rap music with NWA, straight out of Compton album, um, and and some of the um, early East Coast stuff, you know, BDP and those kind of things. Where rap was kind of the voice of rap was the voice of a movement and, and had some serious things to say. At the time that this was released, I, 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 I wasn't too into it. It was much more of a Beastie Boys type feel to me, which I never really liked because I thought they were making fun of rap as opposed to really doing it. And I've come to change my perception on the Beastie Boys since then, and I've come to change my perception on, on House of Pain. I, this song now, it's just fun. You just take it for what it is. It's entertaining, even though it's not... You know, not everything has to have a message. Um, some things can just be entertaining, as we talked about, and that's why I've come to on this song. So that's why I made my list. Well, there you go. So moving right along, I don't know if you're familiar with Andy Grammer, but the song "Honey, I'm Good." No, um, don't think I've ever heard it. So it's one of these kind of um, sounds like a like a fucking '60s. I don't sleep with my girlfriend. I'm lucky to kiss her on the wrist type of song. 
It's actually not. It's more like a, it's, it's a really recent song. It's like a poppy. I want to say it's like maybe 17 or 18. Um, and it's like, a, oh, no, honey, I'm good. I can have oh, one yeah, I've heard that song. Don't like so it. You, you don't like that song. See, I like that song just because it's fun. Um, it's easygoing. It talks about lasting couples. It talks about making the right decision. You know, um, um, you know, I should go home with you, but I'm not. I'm going home to my wife type of thing, which I guess can be a little questionable anyhow. But, you know, most music has some questionable things to it anyhow. So, but I like his voice and I like his style. And this song is one of those where, like, the video especially kind of adds to it because it's got couples in the video where they're holding up signs for, like, how long we've been together. And there's a couple that have been, like, 75 years. It's like, that's really cool, you know? And so it, it gives you that, that warm, wholesome feeling, which I, you know, sometimes I like. Yeah, especially in your cartoons. No, oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, number twenty. Here's going to be a a, a, a um, what you call it, controversial one, and it makes the list for two different reasons. And we're cracking it's, the top twenty. We're cracking the top twenty. Coming in at twenty is Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. I don't see and nothing then, wrong with a little pedophile. Right? So here's the thing. The thing is, is that before, obviously, we knew he was a pedophile and a piece of shit. That song here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Alan, but just to make things clear, I've known he was a weird motherfucker since I heard the story of him marrying Aaliyah at the age of 16. Sure, no doubt, no doubt. But I, and I don't know where on the time scale that is in regards to this song coming out, but maybe it was just my knowledge of it. Um, but when this song came out, it was hard. It was one of those you put on your love jams. You, you know, I definitely got freaky to it more than a couple times. It was on your, you know, your Let's Get Freaky playlist with Pony from Genuine and, you know, some other I Want to Sex You Up and some other songs. And it's just one of those that, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's on here for two reasons. One, because it was a good song and I enjoyed it in the day. Now it's on there for a different reason because of the the, the visceral reaction that he evokes because I know what a piece of shit he is now. And, you know, and even now, hearing it, I almost feel sick to my stomach that I liked it. So it's on here for two different reasons. Well, so. I guess we both had uh, a questionable person on our list you know i put michael jackson on there and uh i mean the jury was out on whether he was guilty or not but r kelly definitely definitely unquestionably likes fucking little girls so there's no no way around it and it's unfortunate because chocolate factory is like the quintessential feel good we're gonna dance to this wedding album and it's it just goes back to the question of how do you separate the person from the art and should you i mean should we like you know is, are they two different things you know can you can you go and watch as a as a self-respecting jew or black man can you watch michael kramer or mel gibson really shouldn't, but, I mean, we probably still do. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you. Michael Richards is a little different because he's not Mel Gibson as far as notoriety and doesn't make decent movies. At least Mel Gibson's still making somewhat decent movies and is a, a decent actor, but it's that same idea. Like, someone to be, you know, Ice Cube has recently had many anti-Semitic statements, and he's one of my favorite rappers of all time, and I don't know how to reconcile that. Like, yes, you know, unfortunate and it's I I just don't understand the world's fascination with hating Jewish Jewish people, and uh, it's even more frustrating when it's coming from a black person. It's like, don't you? How do you not understand what you're doing is so hypocritical 
and not not understanding of the the condition that you live in as a as a minority. It just drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so that's you know that's one of those R. Kelly's one of those guys that I'm kind of always in that because I do like in some of his music and some of his music is timeless and yet I feel bad listening to it. Hey man, so I'm gonna step in the name of love till the day I die. That's right. All right, so we're moving on. Number nineteen, I've got the Pina Escape or the Pina Colada song. Um, you know, which is um, a song about cheating. It is a song two about songs cheating. you've had on your list about cheating, Alan. What are you trying to say? Well, the one song is, is, is definitely not for cheating, but yes, this one is definitely, and this one I like. This one I like for several reasons. One, because it's got that catchy chorus that everyone loves. You know, love getting drunk in the rain, blah blah blah. Very catchy, very easy to remember, very to sing along with, and gets you in a good mood. But I also like it because the lyrics themselves are kind of funny. Like it's not really like you know, it starts out with "Oh, I'm tired of my old lady," and so he checks the first line. But then at the end, when they meet each other and it's each other, they were both tired of each other, and then they just kind of laugh it off and move on. It's it's kind of a weird. But I like it though. It's just kind of a funny, um, the way the song plays out, I think is kind of humorous. And it's just one of those that makes me feel good when I hear it, even though the subject of it isn't necessarily the greatest subject. Still a good song though, catchy. And uh, it, it, it got a new generation of listeners when they put it on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, so moving along here, number 18, um, Ain't No Sunshine by Kid Frost. I don't know if you're familiar with Kid Frost. He's a Hispanic rapper who um, has put out a few albums in the late 90s. and hasn't really done a whole lot. In fact, he's been very sick for the last, I don't know, while now. Um, I think he has, I think he has some reason, kidney failure or something. But oh, it's a, it is, it is a um, song where he has taken Bill Weathers' Ain't No Sunshine, the classic Ain't No Sunshine. Yeah, he, come on. So, I know and, the song. Oh, you, so you know the, the Kid Frost song? You no, know no, I know song. the original song. Right, so he took the song and basically left that as the chorus and then wrote a very, like, intense, gritty rap. So he kind of uh, did, he pulled a DMX. Right, over about people getting, about a guy getting locked up. Um, and it's kind of like a story about the bad decisions that he made and it, it takes him kind of along the path of him ending up in jail on the doors. And that's his ain't no sunshine, you know. It's, the prison doors are closing and there's no sunshine. And it's one of those, like, that just makes you think. It's, it's, it's deep. It resonates as far as, fuck, I wouldn't want to go to jail. It's a fucked up situation. It's kind of along the lines of this one didn't make my list, but it's, it's similar, although not as well written, in the same vein as Murder Was the Case of the Game by Snoop, where it kind of gives you that story along the decisions that people made and how they ended up in murder, you know, this guy ended up in prison and so on. And so it really kind of gets your, your, your thought process thinking about, damn, that's fucked up. It makes you feel bad for the dude and the whole situation and just kind of reflect on how lucky maybe you are that you didn't end up in jail a few times or, you know, those kind of things. So um, that's one of those more, you know, kind of introspective, quiet thinking songs as opposed to like a, a jump around or happy-go-lucky song. So uh, let's see, that's number 18. Coming in at number 17, I've got I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, classic written by Dolly Parton. 
Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a great song sung by both Dolly and Whitney and, and many others, but those two memorably, um, two of the greatest singers of all time. And this made my list because it's Whitney Houston, and she always evokes emotion just because she's Whitney, and every time I hear her sing, I think, God, that woman can sing. Like, what a sad, what an ultimate sad situation. I mean, it's always sad, but, and, and to be fair, you know. Blame Bobby Brown. No doubt, no doubt. And, and that dude is seriously, I, you know, I'm starting to wonder if that dude, you know, they make you jokes about making deals with the devil and so on, but that dude seems cursed. Like, his son just died not too long ago, and I just, you know, it's like, geez, there's death and tragedy all around that dude, and I don't know. To be fair, a lot of it is probably self-inflicted with the drugs and bad decisions, no doubt, but it almost feels, you know, like there's some sort of curse to a certain extent around Bobby Brown. But, um, yeah, um, Whitney Houston, obviously, you know, she's Whitney, she's a classic, her voice always gets me, you know, kind of hyped up and happy, I, I love listening to her sing, this is one of those classic love songs that will evoke that love emotion, and everybody knows it, and when it, you know, when the music hits and everyone sings it, it's one of those that, that gets your, I think, gets your blood flow one way or the other, so... Especially with how uh, police just keep seem to slip up and fucking pull out a gun while yelling taser or, or choke the motherfucker to death. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, fuck the police, fuck the police, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, this is 40 years later and it's still every bit as relevant today as it was then. Which is sad. You how fucked up the system is. Yes. And, and how poignant a song it is, you know. Um, but yeah, just the fact that it's still, that that message is still so poignant today just tells you how, how little the system has changed at all. Um, so that's number 16. So moving on to 15. So we're cracking the top 15 here. I got James Got a Gun by Aerosmith. Yeah, another classic. Yeah, and this one is one of those, you know, it's, it's a sad song, it's tragic, it, 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 it makes you feel, um, you know, some kind of way about just the world and how things work and what's going on with this character that's thinking about, and yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's one of those that stirs emotions for me. Uh, 
I'm not necessarily, you know, Aerosmith, I can take her, I can take her lead sometimes, but they do have three or four good songs, and this is one of them. I had come across this song, I can't remember, it was one of those teen movies from the 90s, and, uh, I remember the scene. There's a dude, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. But he was trying to sing a sexy song for the girl, and I guess Jamie. That was like one of the few ones, and, uh, started. Uh, fuck, it was just a funny scene. He starts singing, Jamie's got a gun, and someone jumps up in the stands, like, oh my god, Jamie's got a gun. Everybody get the fuck out of here. That's no, that's crazy. the first time I'd heard that song, but it's definitely a classic and definitely more of a, a, a sad song than I, I guess, you know, and anytime someone has a gun and they're not using it, air quotes, in the line of duty or, you know, fighting, fighting in a war or something, it's probably going to be a little bit sad to, uh, to hear, but yeah, moving on. Moving on to number 14, I've got Colors by Ice-T. Never heard of it. You've never heard the song Colors by Ice-T, huh? No. So, um, I don't know if you're, like, an Ice-T fan at all, but... Um, I do enjoy uh, a good Arnold Palmer, Paul, uh, Palmer from time to time. <laughs> As you know, though, nonetheless, we joke, he is one of the <laughs> foremost um, sounding fathers of hip-hop. And Colors was the theme song for the movie Colors, which came out in the late 80s about gangbanging in Los Angeles. And this is, you know, one of those songs where Ice Team has managed a lot like New Jack Hustler, which I'm, from, I'm sure you're familiar with from uh, New Jack City. Yes. Um, it's, it's that same very gritty, very um, in touch with the streets, get your blood kind of going, get you kind of hyped up, even if you're not like, and it's wrong to be into gangbang, but I was in the time. Uh, and it's just one of those that if that's the world you're running in, this song resonates. And so it's always got my blood going. So that's number 14. Uh, coming in at number 13, uh, I have Eminem and Marshall Mathers, which is the, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, and I don't need help from D12 to beat up two females in makeup when they try to scratch me with Lee Nails. No doubt. That's the song, and that, that, that very first verse of that song is probably my favorite verse of any song. Well, not ever, but right at the very top. It's, it's right at the very top. That's first verse, um, you know, uh, it's just insane. And, and the wordplay, and it gets me hyped up, you know, driving up the block in the pine, the car that they shot pop you, looking for big killers, dressing ridiculous. It's just the whole thing, and, you know, whatever happened a while without getting violent, gets a good old-fashioned passionate ass-whooping and getting your shoes coat and your hat sucking, like... <laughs> I love you know Eminem I mean? so much. I know, right? And there were times, like... I don't, you know, I, I'm sorry to the listeners, and I don't want my grandkids to, to, to hear this, but there were times where I did stupid shit like that, you know, like, we stronged on people and took their shit, and it was wrong, but we did it. Yeah, I, I fucking robbed a guy on Christmas Eve. You know, so I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to glorify that in any way, but... No, it's very time, wrong. Like, For listeners, just to clarify, those actions were wrong. But they were kind of fun. Well, and when you listen to a song, even though they're wrong, it still brings back that, that nostalgia. It's like, I can relate to that because I did that. Like, what did happen to someone just catching a good old-fashioned ass-whooping? Like, sometimes people have to get that. And in this day, people aren't down to do that. 
that. So, um, so that's uh, number 13. Let's see, yeah, 13. So coming in at number 12, this is a, a song from the 60s um, by a group called Buffalo Springfield called What's Happening Here. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. I have not uh, heard of Buffalo Springfield. I bet if I, it's a, uh, uh, let's see, um, paranoia in the streets. Oh, no, wait, a thousand people in the streets. It's an old 60s, like, um, anti-war song. I bet if you heard it, and I'm not giving it to you because I can't sing it all, but um, it's an anti-war song. It's a war protest song. It's one of those that when you listen to the lyrics, they're very poignant. If you have any kind of feeling towards, you know, killing people for nothing and, and how the United States has been in the world stage as far as uh, bullying in many respects, um, and, and especially about the Vietnam War, um, this song really, really resonates. Um, but it is a late 60s song. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a classic kind of rock and roll anti-protest song. So, I mean, that's, that's the best I can say about it. Um, so, moving along, let's see, that was 12 up to 11. I've got uh, Ambitions of a Writer by Tupac from uh, All Eyes on Me, which is the first song on CD1, which was the first... Um, you know, he came out of jail and they did California Love, which was the big single. And then this album dropped and it was by far the best rap album at the time. And it's one of the best rap albums ever. And it's, you know, it was one of, if I, if I remember properly, it was one of the first ever real double rap CDs uh, to come out. Uh, or right when they were starting to do them. Um, and you know, this song, so many battlefields caused, what could have been the plush cause, cause life is a rap star, it's nothing without God. I mean, Tupac is, for me, one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Obviously, super tragic. Um, you know, I can't even imagine what his catalog would be like now and where he would be, you know, what kind of pedestal he'd be on now. Um, and yeah, this song gets my blood pumping. It's one of those, again, it's just kind of one of those, you hear it and you just kind of get happy and excited and in the zone. There's no doubt to that. song. Not upbeat, 
kind of like outcasts. Hey, ya. We're talking about being cheated on, but it's so up-tempo that people dance to it. So, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah, this isn't quite that up-tempo, but, yeah, it's in kind of that same contradiction between the lyrics and the, and the, and the rhythm piece. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, again, for me, it's one of those that just, uh, the, the content of the song itself makes me... Anything about family always gets me a little choked up. So, um, moving along, coming into number nine, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Um, I'm, I know you're familiar with Hallelujah. You gotta be everyone. Well, you know, I have seen a Zack Snyder movie or two, and he does love that song. So, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about it. The lyrics themselves are always kind of odd to me. Like, when I sing them and I know them, it's like I'm not sure exactly what he's saying. But it doesn't change any of the impact that it has on me. It has that very ethereal kind of like, um, yeah, spiritual, and I don't want to say God because I don't believe in God. I'm not a religious person, but a spiritual element to it that just kind of makes you feel, and I know that he, that it's written in kind of a godly religious it home, seems very not, reverent for Jesus Christ. It is, but that's not why I like it. You know, I just, I like, I feel like you can enjoy that without feeling the Jesus part of it. And so, um, I mean, maybe that's a little naive on my part, but. Well, for um, me, that song is always tied to the sex scene in Hitman where Dan Dryberg finally gets a boner after not being able to. And, and the time I hear the song Hallelujah, I just think about that dude fucking climaxing and yeah, so funny. <laughs> Alright. So moving along to number eight, I've got Jeremy by Pearl Jam, which is a school shooter song basically, or the song kinda of like not necessarily school shooter, but the idea that that um, you push people too far that, that there are people that you can push too far that that they snap and it's kind of a story about being bullied and you know Jeremy finally spoke in class um, and uh, yeah I know it's one of those that, that, that is when you listen to the lyrics it can't help but evoke kind of some sadness and a feeling of like that's a fucked up situation and you feel bad for Jeremy and, and then you feel bad for Jeremy's peers and, and, and it's 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 definitely one of those songs that's very poignant and has what I would call a, a distinct message. I've never heard the song, so I think we can move on. I know who Pearl Jam is for sure. Just had okay. a good song. Moving along to number seven, and if this was a favorite song list of all time, this would be my number one song. But because it's a song, because it's about what 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 feelings these songs evoke, it's a little bit lower down my list. But I give you power by Nas from It Was Written, um, which is, in my opinion, probably the single greatest written rap song ever because of his ability to speak to a theme. He's a gun in the song, and every lyric is poignant and plays back to him being a gun and that theme. And I just, to be able to do over three verses and a hook, what he does on that song, um, to me is just insane uh, as far as lyrically. Um, and, and, and the feeling, you know, um, uh, I give you power, I make you buck wild. Uh, it's this idea that, you know, having a gun, you know, the, the things you do when you hold a gun and that power that it makes you feel and, and how wrong that is and how he projects that 
from the gun's perspective. It's one of those that really, it's a food for thought song. Well, I do love food when I'm thinking. So, let's see here. Moving along to number six. Uh, where did it go? Number six. So this one's a, this one I think actually should have been in my top five, but uh, number six, coming to number six is Summertime by Will Smith. And this is one of those very lighthearted, very easygoing, I'm not a huge Will Smith fan. There's really only two songs. I'm not a huge Fresh Prince fan. Um, as far as rap goes, there's really only two songs. Parents just don't understand just because it's corny and it was funny in the day and for some reason I've always liked it. And then this one, which is, I think, his best song ever as far as um, an actual solid, decent song that's not just either corny or getting with it, which is like, you know, the, in my opinion, one of the ultimate kind of like sellout songs to make a power. Um, Come on, Ali, you don't like to get jiggy? I do like the internet. I don't even know what the like fuck that. that's supposed to mean, but <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty cornball song. But summertime, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm sure you are. You can probably have to be under a rock to not be familiar with it. Um, but, it, you know, it's one of those, again, like photographs. It gets me nostalgic. It gets me in the mood. I play this every summer. It's in my summer playlist when the sun is nice. And, you know, I think about wanting to get into that summer vibe. It's just it's a laid-back beat that, I don't know, just makes me happy and feel good and want to smile, want to play some basketball, want to barbecue. Um so that's number six. Cracking into the uh, top five. Top five. Top five. Coming in at number five is uh, this is when they all get very emotional for me. Um, number five is Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton, where he's singing a song to his deceased son, basically. Um, about it. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but um, he, uh, you know, is a rock and roll. Um, musician whose son died and this is basically his tribute song to him where you know he talks about when I see you in heaven um, you know will we know each other those kind of things and just the whole I haven't lost a child but I've had friends that have um, and I can't even imagine it I mean, the worst thing would be outliving your children you know um, so this is one of those that just because of content on it. And, and Eric Clapton, um, I'm sure you're familiar with him to a certain extent, is one of the greatest guitarists ever. So the Hey, if you want to be great. you, be you. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the guitar is great, the music's great, his voice is amazing. Um, so that's number five. Uh, number four, moving right along, um, I've got a song called Pieces of Me by Kelly Clarkson. For a second, I thought you were going to say fucking... Uh, Jessica Simpson's Ashley Simpson pieces of me. I was like, wow, Alan, no. didn't expect that. No, Kelly Clarkson's pieces of me, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a... Come on, since you've been gone, get out of here, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a song, again, about family, uh, you know, about how her dad wasn't around and how her stepdad really filled that role and picked her up and cared for her and being a stepdad to two girls that really resonates um, and just her thanking him for all that. Gosh, isn't it hard being a step-parent? Like, it is. It is. It's rewarding, but it is so hard to walk that line. 
I know it. I was a stepfather to two little girls once upon a time as well. It is, it's a challenge. Something that should be commended. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's tough for everybody. It's tough for the kids. It's tough for the step-parents, you know, all that stuff. And when it, a lot of times it, it doesn't go great. And so when it does, it's even more reassuring that it can happen. And this is one of those situations where if you listen to the words of the song, you know, her dad wasn't there. Her stepdad basically picked up the pieces and, and took care of her. And it's, it's one of those, I, I can't, I, I can't not cry when I hear it just because it resonates with me so much. So that's number four. Uh, we're in the top three here. Number three, um, Tupac, Dear Mama. Um, and this See, is, that's you know, something again, that I... Sorry to cut you off on my list. I adhered to where I didn't want repeat artists. And it's something I probably should have told you, but it's all good. Well, it's only, it's only the first time. I mean, it's only, uh, only got two Tupac songs, so he's the only one that's repeated on here. And I'll add that the song, sorry again to cut you off, Alan, especially with the, uh, the way that people have been coming at women in psychotic ways. Like, this song is very, still, still holds a lot of water to this day in terms of its lyrics. If you if you have any kind of relationship with your mother that's positive in any way, this song resonates a lot. Even if it was negative, it can resonate. But especially if you've come through the fire with your mom and you're and, and you're on the other side. Like this song really resonates. I mean, even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. And my mom wasn't a crack fiend, and my mom wasn't black, but she was on welfare. But she still made sure that we had food to eat every night, you know. She still came home and fixed us a hot meal. And those are the things that resonate. And, you know, there's so many people that try to, um, I think, do songs or put out music that is dedicated to people or to say thank you to people. But I think a lot of them miss, they don't, I don't know that they miss the mark, but they get too convoluted or the lyrics aren't quite as clear. This is about as direct to your mom as you can get. I mean, this is, you know, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up. Yes, it was hard, but I love you. You're my mom, and that's how it's always going to be. And, you know, unless you don't have that situation, and even if you don't, you can yearn for it and it can affect you in that way. But if you do have that situation, I think it resonates a lot. And this is, you know, it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the more powerful rap songs as far as poignancy and having a message um, that it's actually a positive message. Absolutely. I, I like that song. There are lyrics in there that I repeat. I repeat them to other, to other men where they're being dickbags to women, you know. The lyrics about we all got our name from a woman, got our game from a woman, and we came from a woman. I just, uh, man, timeless, timeless song. Timeless, timeless. All right, so we're going to talk to you here. And I don't know, one I'm sure you've heard and the other you probably haven't, but you might have. Uh, number two is a country song. Don't listen to the country. Kind of, it makes me want to choke people. It's the only country song that would be on any of my lists ever. Um, it's by a guy named Tim McGraw, and it's called Don't Take the Girl. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but it's a song about a young boy who is, it's, it's another one of these stages songs where they grow up um, and they go 
goes through life. And in stage one, he's going fishing with his dad, and his dad is going to bring um, somebody with him. And instead of being one of his boyfriends, like, you know, guy friends, boyfriends that were guy friends, they're like 10 years old, um, they bring the next door neighbor girl um, for whatever reason. Dad brings the next door neighbor girl. And of course, he doesn't want her to go, but she comes. And then the next verse is those same two boy and girl because their neighbors are now 15 and they're in love and they go to a movie and someone robs them and he prays, you know, he begs the guy to not hurt her. Um, and then the next verse, they're married and she's in the hospital about to give birth and there's a problem with the child and he begs God to take him instead of his, his girl. You know, please don't take the girl. And it's one of those I can't hear without crying. I'm married to the love of my life. I would give anything for her. You know, and it's just it's one of those that just resonates deeply. You know, it's the, the lyrics are harsh um, as far as what's going on and yeah, his commitment to her and to protecting her. You know, please don't take the girl, my girl, who he didn't want anything to do with in the beginning as a little kid, just shows you how men change and, and how things change in life. Um, it's just really powerful song. It's another one of those um, that I can't listen to and not cry. It's the only country song that will make any list. Well, I like a few Garth Brooks songs, but other than that. Um, so that's number two. And number one, drum roll, which is a song I know you've heard. I can't believe that it wasn't on your list somewhere. Um, and I think that it's probably, if we had... Ten people doing this list, I would guess it would be at the top of five people's lists. Cats in the Cradle by Billy Idol. And I, I don't know, I, I assume you're familiar with that song. Why would that song have <laughs> been on my list? Well, I'm not I even sure if I know that song. Like, I, Billy Idol. Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. Daddy coming home saying, don't know when. Oh shit, that was on an episode of fucking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So this is a classic song where like the kid is young and wants to play with his dad and dad Yeah, wants to play catch and shit. He's too busy because he's living his life and then dad is retired and wants son to come hang out and son's too busy in his life and it's this whole just kind of dads and sons missing each other and then again, you know, for some people that might not have a relationship with their father um, or might have a negative relationship with their father, maybe it resonates on another level um, but, you know, I, I know as a kid, my dad worked a lot and wasn't around um, when I always wanted him and uh, it, it made, it, it's been important to me and, and I wasn't always around when my son always wanted me. I tried to as much as I could, but distance-wise, I lived in Washington for a bulk of his life while he was in California. Um, and so there's been distance and this is one of those where it's just dads and sons, um, coming together, understanding each other, and just to switch the dynamic from being a son to being a father and how that plays out. Um, and I, the reason I say I'm surprised it's not on your list just because it's one of those, like I said, I think if you had 10 people in a room doing this list, this song might not be number one, but I think it would be on several people's lists because it's such a classic, um, if you listen to it, um, emotionally evoking song 
by the content, you know, the words that, that he's talking about. Um, it can't, at least for me, it, like I said, I, you know, apparently I'm a, a little bitch. Um, that's how it's coming off in this. Um, but this is another one of those songs I can't hear without shedding a tear. It just is what it is. And so I don't, I, I think it's, I, I've heard talking heads like on VH1 and MTV classifies it as one of the, you know, most emotionally charged songs in music history. So that's why I think, that's why I'm, I'm a little surprised that. Uh, I'd honestly that never heard the song. I honestly never heard the song until I saw that episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, so that's funny. Me and you have a little bit different um, childhood experience, which makes some songs resonate differently. Um, and so I'm sure that that's part of it. My adopted father was a bastard who abused me and my siblings. So <laughs> really, uh, songs about fathers... Uh, they don't no resonate, but you know, no stuff doubt. with kids and shit like that, that resonates, just not, not dads. Sure, and I, you know, it probably resonates, if you listen to it, it probably resonates on a different level, as opposed to, I relate to that, it's probably more of, I wish I might have had some of that, like, you know what I'm saying, like, even though it was, even though it's fucked up in the beginning of the song, like, at least his dad is still there, his dad's working, he's present, he's just not getting what he wants from his dad, like, um, but yeah, so that's number one, and I think that that's probably the most emotional song, um, you know, that I, I, I can think of. Um, that's my top 25 most emotional songs of all time. Well, there you go. As the, the peas that are black with eyes would say, boom, boom, pow. Boom, boom, pow. All right, Alan, you want to take us out? Sure. Uh, as always, keep it classy. And stuff it down with a whole lot of brown because Morty, you know what, Morty? Uh, the world's still dark, Morty. So stuff it down with a lot of brown. Uh, burp. And, and, and just keep on drinking because things are, are depressing and uh, we don't know if we're getting out of this. Murder Hornets came back, Morty. Murder Hornets. All right, everybody. Peace. And just as a correction from the earlier part of the episode, talking about Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, I quoted the movie Hitman with Dan Dryberg in it when it was actually The Watchmen, not Hitman. So just a correction, and as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.